Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show, where we have in-depth critique and nuanced discussion on the latest movies, television, and video games. I am your host, Nick Green, and today we are talking about the second part of the Barbenheimer uh, event weekend of the summer, Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. I have with me uh, today Cole Parkinson and Piero Cyprian. Is that how you yes. say your last name, Piero? Yes, you got it. Perfect. I should have Nailed I should have asked you that before we started recording, but <laughs> hey, you know what? A little bit of Nailed it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. Um, yes, we are discussing Oppenheimer today, uh, the latest film from Christopher Nolan. The first uh, bit of this review will be spoiler-free, so don't worry about any uh, explicit details of the film uh, in the first little bit here. We'll do an explicit warning before we get into all that stuff, but for now... We will just go over our general thoughts and what our expectations were going in. Uh, so, Cole, we'll start with you. Welcome back to the show. What, Thanks uh, what for having me. Um, I loved it. I mean, I saw a perfect um, maybe comparison where somebody said that it's kind of like Schindler's List, where it's like it's such an immaculate film, but I don't know if I'll want to watch it again for several years. Yeah, And that's kind of yeah. how I feel. I'm like... I loved every minute of it, but it's so heavy, especially the last half of the movie that, yeah, I, I don't know when I'll rewatch it. I'm going to buy it and I'll rewatch it eventually. But man, was that just, it, it might be Christopher Nolan's best movie. I don't think it's my favorite Chris Nolan movie, but I, it might be his best. Like it right. is so, so good. Just yeah. Characters, um, acting wise, cinematography, everything like, it's just, it's such a perfect film really like mm-hmm. three hours it's long but man does it hit i was gonna say yeah not just tonally but like runtime wise too that really yeah. like is like yeah not exactly the most rewatchable film yeah. <laughs> no but, uh, it yeah it was a very good good one um i'm personally not a huge uh like i'm not crazy about nolan like i am with maybe some other directors uh mm-hmm. but i will like go out and see it like he's a very eventized director right like want to go yeah. see his films like day one in the theater um yeah he's all about that theater experience and that's uh, another so, thing like i don't think this movie will be nearly as you know cinematic or you know like the grand scope will won't be felt like it was in the theater like even if you have a huge totally. tv like it doesn't feel the same like especially imax like i didn't get to see it on imax but mm-hmm. i can only imagine seeing that movie on imax and then buying it and watching it at home like it just won't feel the same I will say if you do have like a beefy sound system, though, I think you'll still yeah, be able to get a, a great effect from it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Piero, what about you? What were your some of your general thoughts? Yeah, I, I also really, really came out of it just feeling very like pleased. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really see any of the promo material going into it. Um, I, I tried to force myself to just go into this experience not knowing anything i didn't know anything about oppenheimer going into it so um yeah like just learning about the trauma that he had to go through and uh like christopher nolan showing like the true like psyche or or just like putting yourself into the point of view of who he was and the trouble that he had to deal with it was uh it was pretty pretty well done and um yeah pretty pretty scary stuff but uh horrifying yeah 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 Yeah. it's uh it can be a very horrifying film at times especially towards the end um but yeah it was uh it was a great theater experience 
uh, Piero and I got to see it uh, together on, in IMAX. Uh, it's a very, uh, like, I mean, it, it does its job in the IMAX setting mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I would like to go see it in the 70 mil print uh, as well, just to get the full experience as uh, Nolan kind of intended for audiences. Um, but yeah, see it on the biggest screen you can, or even in just the, like, uh, like any of the P- PLF uh, theaters like AVX or uh, like large format or whatever, yeah. whatever's available. Um, and uh, it's worth it. I would say I, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend it. If you're a big, big Nolan fan, if you're a fan of uh, like historical events, uh, it does a very excellent job at a dramatization of uh, those events, like everything leading up to the bomb testing and everything not getting into too much spoilers uh for it but like just masterfully done the tension was crazy i was like clenching my sweaty fists the entire time it was brutal um but yeah i would say there are things for me personally uh that uh i think like honestly i think it could have maybe story-wise been suited better in a limited series format uh to truly get the full uh, package in terms of like mm-hmm. all the different subplots and all the different characters. This especially like aftermath, right? Because they really don't touch on aftermath like at all. Yeah, they I they mean, really spoilers, but I mean this is like a historical like this has happened, so there's not really well, spoilers. Yeah. But they really don't get into anything like they brief on it just for a few minutes, and that's yeah. really it. And I guess it's really a, it's a movie about Oppenheimer, not necessarily you know Nagasaki and Hiroshima, so. I guess they get away with that, but yeah, like they drop the bomb and then there's brief mention of what happened and then that's really it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where maybe some people had some gripes with it, but yeah, yeah I think a- everything after that, um, that, uh, what would you call it? Like, um, the, the gymnasium or whatever with all the like bleachers yeah. where he's giving the speech after that, it feels like it's a lot of tying up loose ends and kind mm-hmm. of wrapping things up. Um, but like the intertwining of some of the storylines, uh, and the editing of the film, uh, felt a little muddled at times for me. Um, and also just like I said earlier, the, the sheer, like size of the cast list and the characters involved, like it's, it's crazy. I'm, I'm glad that they did edit it the way in a couple of senses of like flashing back to characters. So you had a picture to put to the name they were talking about. Cause there's so yeah. much going on. Right. Yeah. It's, it's actually for the like three hour runtime. It also has a pretty like breakneck pace as well, yeah. especially in yeah. the first two acts. Um, but overall still really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely would recommend um, it's a very uh, harrowing film. Uh, it is like the dichotomy of Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out this weekend, I would say uh, like if you are doing a literal double feature and going back to back, I would definitely say put Barbie afterwards. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, um, it's, it would be a very good palate cleanser uh, because like you're just sitting there thinking and like <laughs> reeling over what it's you just heavy. saw. Yeah. It's yeah. very heavy subject matter, yeah. but still, still very well done. Um yeah, Cole, I, I agree completely with that. Like, it's one of, like, the better films made in the last uh, decade, and it's no. not something I will rewatch anytime soon, no. probably. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other... Yeah, Piero, you you had something to say? 
Uh, no, no, no. That that yeah, oh, I okay. disagreed with what you had to say. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> We're all in agreement. Um, in that case, I think uh, we will wrap up our spoiler-free review there. Uh, it's a recommendation from me. I think from the other two gentlemen as yep. well. Uh, go see it on the biggest screen you can mm-hmm. while it's around. I think I imagine. I mean, uh, in our market. Uh, anyway, it's playing through to the beginning of August. Like it's got showtimes lined up already that are sold out, might I add. Um, so I I can totally see this movie. You have some uh, time. Yeah, you've got some time, but definitely like don't put off buying tickets because, like I said, their showings are selling out like left, right, left, right, and center. Yeah. So if you want good seating, at least um, definitely get on it. Uh, so yeah, that is where we'll wrap it up. Go see Oppenheimer uh, before you dive into the rest of this review, because this is your spoiler warning for uh, the film itself. Um, yeah, come on back once you've seen it, and uh, you'll find out our uh, thoughts on our highlights and lowlights. So, Piero, we'll start with you. What are some uh, things you wanted to uh, get into right off the bat? Highlights or lowlights? Um, well, highlights, I, I do have to say, like, Christopher Nolan really knew how to transform every single actor and like, like mm-hmm. into their own characters and, and uh, um, like everything f- seemed like it fit well, like with the time that was placed in. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I never felt distracted with every single pa- uh, face that I saw in that movie. Like it was almost. Oh, like really? A, okay. Uh, I, I think I approached that a little bit <laughs> yeah. for me. Uh, yeah, there was one face that I saw characters. that I was like, oh, I, that's weird, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, there were a few that it was just like, I don't know that it was really necessary to get, like, I feel like he he was owing a lot of favors to a lot of different actors, and it's like, you want to <laughs> just come show up on set for a day and do a couple scenes? Yeah, like, how did he um, find these people? Like, how, where, where does that live? I don't know, man. I don't know what the connections are, like the the Roderick, yeah. the actor who plays Roderick from the Diary of or a Wimpy Kid movies. Yeah uh josh peck like <laughs> i i don't know where or how he like has become connected with some of these people yeah um but yeah it took took me out of it a little bit but it was definitely more uh their their star power kind of overpowered like the role they played in the in the movie um like jack quaid as well uh mm. jack quaid playing the bongos also was, was an image <laughs> like more than once it's more not than like one time thing <laughs> yeah yeah cool. um some of the other characters like benny safty i thought was uh did a, a really well or a really good job yeah. uh, in his role um and like but like someone like um gary oldman popping up uh that w- that took me out of it a tiny bit as well Oh really? I I was like just waiting for him to show up. Like I was like, oh, he's really? got to be in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it took me out of it a little bit, um, but uh, didn't detract too much. But uh, sorry. Yeah, for me like, though. Yeah, I I, I cool, personally thought like it, the movie is essentially just people meeting people, and it, yeah. there's just several introductions so it can get a little exhausting with that but there's a ton of setup in the first like half of the film right like it's Mm. a lot of people meeting people and talking about other people that he's met yeah and and that's kind of also like i didn't say this but um 
there were just a lot of moments that just kind of flew over my head and because it just felt like there were just conversations that had a lot of meaning and mm -hmm. for three hours it's just hard to always be focused but um yeah I, I i still did think that every character definitely had their moments to shine and gary oldman specifically i i really did like his performance even though it was like two minutes long i i thought sure i, I could see the true like sense of evil and and uh mm -hmm. in him with like, yeah that line of like um they don't give a shit about who built the bomb they care about who dropped yeah. it right i dropped They're the bomb yeah, those are some like that got me crazy. That was a heavy line. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. Uh, some of the more major players I really enjoyed, like Robert Downey Jr. was amazing. Uh, yeah. Matt Damon was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, like I know a lot of people worry with Matt Damon being just Matt Damon in a lot of his roles, but I think he actually sold his character quite well. Um, yeah he can be very like one note in some of his not maybe not one note, but he, he plays a lot of the characters the same almost like more charismatic uh, type. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, his performance. Yeah, Emily Blunt as well really showed up to play in the last act. Like I loved her little scene in the interrogation room. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, um, Definitely. What, like, what but, yeah. Others. Play. Yeah, others like uh, Florence Pugh and like Rami Malek, their roles were a little less impactful for me, I find. Um, I don't really see how like uh, uh, Florence Pugh's character like lended herself to, like it, I don't think there was enough there for it to warrant uh, her presence, like and how her relationship affected uh, Oppenheimer like I feel like we didn't quite get into the relationship side like even with his marriage with uh, uh, like Kitty. Uh, Kitty yeah thank you um, that could have been a little bit further developed I think and really sold like what was there I think was a decent job uh, for their marriage um, but definitely could have used a little bit more development in a perfect world yeah um, well the three hour we're on time I'm sure that was probably one of the things they were like we gotta kind of cut this out a yeah, little bit because some of the fat. yeah, yeah it, it would be a little grating to be stuck in like a love triangle i don't necessarily think i'd want that in this movie so i i yeah. get why they did it but yeah i mean gene tatlock like in real life i mean was a big part of his life so you can't really cut her out at either totally. so it's kind of yeah. one of those things where Tricky you either are gonna yeah especially with like you said if it was a mini series or a limited series like then you could have definitely dove into that but three hours you can only commit so much to to that kind of relationship so well and actually like uh thinking back to it now some of the scenes were actually really well executed to mm -hmm. uh play on that love triangle i guess you want to call it like that that interrogation room scene with florence Pugh on top of him mm, like yeah. that was like intense <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah, uh, Piero, did you want to keep kind of hijacking oh. your your time? Do you want to <laughs> uh, dive into anything else? Um, Highlight or low light wise? You want to throw to Cole maybe? Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. Like, I, I, I did like the chemistry with Emily Blunt and, and Cillian Murphy. Like it, they, mm -hmm. uh, they really work well together on screen. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Cole, how about you? What are some highlights and low lights you want to? 
bring up. Yeah, I mean, we just finally mentioned Killian Murphy, but I mean, I think he stole the show in this movie. Like, really? He is. Yeah, I I love him. Like, I I think he's such a great actor. Like, Peaky Blinders is great, and all the in the you know he's kind of a Nolanite now. He's in a lot of his movies, but he's never been the lead role. So he finally gets to do it here. Yeah, he. I don't know. There's just something about him that I just I can't take my eyes off him when he's on the screen. There's just oh. yeah. I thought he was great. Um, I am a big Nolan fan, so like Tenet, I didn't love it. Like it's very confusing and and very all over the place. So like to come back to a more realistic film and you know a histor- historical background and going back to World War Two was was nice and i think you know for three hours like i I never was looking at my watch never thinking like when is this movie going to be over um but i i will say probably the last yeah the last act was a little slow you know lots of black and white lots of interrogation lots of um robert downey jr's character which was great but i did feel like the last act was a little bit slow there was times where i was like okay like where are we going here it's kind of taking up a lot of time i feel like they probably could have cut a little bit of that out but sure just minor gripes i guess yeah what uh i my one of my bigger gripes was the like it felt uh very back and forth of the uh robert downey jr black and white stuff unfolding but then also like oppenheimer's uh perspective unfolding and like they're always like kind of like one upping each other. And it's like, oh, yeah. who has the upper hand? Um, that was like uh, felt it just felt muddled to me, like I said earlier, um, especially after that big lead up of like, it didn't feel like a super satisfying close because mm-hmm. we kind of go from the like uh, emotional mental effects and the toll it takes on Oppenheimer to this like political conspiracy drama mm-hmm. type thing a little yeah. bit. Kind um, of a big shift. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I found as well. Um, the performance is really good though. Like I keep seeing people rooting for Downey Jr. To get a award nomination. Like he was great yeah. uh, in his role and he got some really good material to work with. And it's always good to see him uh, in those uh more dramatic roles now as well and flesh out that filmography a little bit more now that he's not tethered to marvel and everything um but yeah uh some highlights for me that i wanted to bring up uh the look and the sound of the film were immaculate like i love the like visuals in the first act of like the stars and like the atoms colliding and spinning and like the black hole and everything that was really cool and really well done. Um, just the sound design of everything, that whole a bomb test sequence was so good. Sane. Like I love the, uh, uh, effect where the bomb goes off and it's just completely silent and you just hear his breath. Right. And then you get the loud boom afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a very well done. I, I have seen a couple people say that they thought it was uh, not well mixed, but I think it's definitely like a, a step up, especially compared to Tenet. Like, I think it like Way was better. good. It was fine. <laughs> like, I could actually hear everybody. It wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. Maybe true. one or two scenes, but even then I was fine with it. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, Tenet, like there's, like, I've seen that movie a couple times and there's still scenes where I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. Like you got, that's yeah. one you have to watch with subtitles. Like totally. this one, well, I, even then the subject matter doesn't exactly lend itself. Exactly. Right? It's so like a one, it's two like, punch of like, what is going on? I can't yeah. understand what they're saying and I don't know what is actually happening with the plot so yeah this one yeah i i don't think there was any time where i was like what did he say compared no. to some nolan movies yeah it uh if anything it was more of a just the breakneck pacing of it was like it's a lot to digest yeah in at the rate it goes um because like oppenheimer's meeting a ton of people and bouncing all over the world right a lot of the time in the early uh early parts of the film um, once you get a little bit more rooted at like uh, Los Alamos, uh, it gets a bit better. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? What are some? I other... have another couple highlights that I sure, yeah that we we kind of touched on the scene like right after the A bomb. Some of those oh, scenes I've, yes, I I was so I was so like when they were all cheering, I was like, oh, I just I didn't even know how to feel. I'm like, dude, that one it, scream is like. Oh, yeah, dude, that's so yeah. brutal. And then when they're in the atrium and the, the sound cuts out and like he sees like the A bomb going off like that, like I like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking oh, about yeah, it. Me too, man. I was just like, oh, this feels so. And the, like, yeah, it's like silent, and you hear like the the skin on that girl's face yeah. flapping yeah. from the wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just the fact horrible. that like they're all excited that they did it, but they don't know the ramifications of yeah. what they've done. Well, is just like he's also so scary. Like, He's also, you can see, like, he's trying to think of what they want to hear, and he says what they want to hear, yeah. but you can tell he's, like, so remorseful about it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene was really well done. I also actually really appreciate that they didn't just do a full-on recreation of Hiroshima, Hiroshima mm-hmm. Nagasaki. Um, I feel like that might have been a little uh, on the nose, potentially, or, like, exploitative too. and, like, just showing graphic for the sake of it um mm-hmm. but the way they did it in that like gymnasium scene was really really well done yeah um piero do you have any other uh mentions <laughs> i i'm trying to think of uh any other maybe like low lights i have i'm trying to recall mm. um no yeah cast was amazing but could have used a little bit uh maybe a little bit more development with just the sheer, like uh, Casey Affleck shows up like randomly (laughs) (laughs) for like a couple scenes and it's like, okay, now he's gone. Um, Yeah. Uh, Not much more to say. I think it's, uh, it's a very well done film for the subject matter. Uh, I think it handles, like, I think it's, I think what Nolan was going for was a more personal story on Oppenheimer's perspective of the whole thing and not yeah. exactly a like all sides uh, historically accurate documentation of the whole yeah. event. Um, it was very much his story and I think that uh, was really well done. Uh, I uh, This is more of a minor thing, uh, but like I wasn't actually bothered by the Albert Einstein uh, casting i thought the casting of him was good was like i know a couple people found him a little goofy at times but i i didn't mind it kind of was a goofy guy in real life so i mean yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> true very true um so yeah uh that's these are gonna be like shorter reviews barbie was a shorter uh review there's there's not a ton more to say it's it's a lot of movie so mm-hmm. it's definitely gonna be 
uh, it does need to be rewatched uh, in order to fully appreciate everything and to fully digest it all. Yeah. Um, but on that, especially with the amount of characters, like you said, like somebody new was introduced constantly, and you're like, who's that? And then they come back, and you're like, oh, okay, they're from that point. And then, yeah, that's. It, it does get a little confusing. I mean, if you have some World War II background knowledge, it probably helps. But yeah. even then, some of these characters are on screen for like a minute or two and then they're gone. So it's... Totally. Well, and there can also be a lot of uh, balls in the air too of because there's like the whole uh, like A-bomb creation and everything, right? But then there's also the like subplot of the like uh, communist infiltration yeah. of america too right that whole and then thing. building the hydrogen bomb and the yeah, there's lots bomb. of stuff going on yeah all of the other romance subplots as well right and then you have cutting back and forth between the two interrogation scenes or like courtroom hearing scenes uh and yeah. whatnot as well there is a lot going on yeah this, so yeah and it's a little hard to really pinpoint what's happening and when it's happening and like with black and white and in color mm-hmm. like the black and white i thought that was going to be in the past but um i think that yeah this no it was more rooted in like perspective right yeah yeah because like i'm they glad were... they did that because it was a little it would have been a little bit harder to more figure out what is going totally. on like yeah. and i wonder if that's i wonder if that's why because like i also remember hearing that they like created black and white imax film stock yeah, for yeah. this True. movie so like i guess he might have had the script written already and then it was like this is too confusing we need to make make a way what i read is he like all of the color stuff he wrote in first person so that's like from oppenheimer's view and then anything in black and white is kind of like separated from him and what people kind of see and are Mm -hmm. discussing it's not necessarily his point of view so i'm glad they did it because yeah there's a lot of jumping around and if they didn't have black and white it'd be like okay what where are we what's going on so that definitely helped I think the post process actually handled it quite well. Like when you talk about the black and white differentiation and then like some of the cutbacks to some of the characters, right. Um, Post really helped in that sense and making sure the audience could uh, keep track of everything with the sheer amount of stuff in this movie. Um, But yeah, overall still really enjoyed it. Uh, Like probably, I mean, I haven't seen everything from Nolan, but definitely on the uh, top end of the mm-hmm. uh, spectrum for sure. I've seen everything and it's, yeah, it's, it's up there for me. So <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, it's definitely like a culmination of everything he's, he's done uh, with his work for sure. Um, so yeah, definitely worth going and checking out. Um, yeah. That's uh, where we're going to wrap up the review, I think. Uh, so go check out, Oppenheimer in theaters, make sure you go see it before Barbie if you're going to do a a double feature. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah. So, uh, Cole, where can the people find you? Uh, Instagram at ColeParkinson4. Excellent. And then do you have any recommendations? Uh, Sure. I guess we'll stick with Chris Nolan. Um, Some of his best movies. I, I really like Memento. Memento is great if you haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. another one that you got to kind of pay attention and requ- that one requires multiple viewings to mm-hmm. kind of understand what's going on um, right. and then i watched the prestige last night and that movie oh. is still so, so goddamn good yeah. love that movie that, yeah, i think it's, it's my second favorite uh, Nolan yeah movie. it's up there i mean yeah I, I don't know i'll have to go back and kind of rank them i don't know I, dark knight is still number one for me if but... i can't pick a batman 
than Prestige, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it's either that or Inception. But yeah, those two movies are fantastic. In a while, but yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, cool. Uh, Piero, can the people find you anywhere online? Yeah, um, just follow me on Letterboxd at uh, Movies Galore. That's that's my name. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Do you have any recommendations? Um, Want to jump on the Nolan train? Yeah, or... I, I, I guess yeah. I could go on the Nolan train as well. I My favorite, personally, is Dunkirk. I, I just think that that's oh, an all-around perfect war movie, and it, it features sea land and air and and you're getting a little bit of everything at the same time and it's just very mm-hmm. thrilling and uh yeah yeah definitely check that one out if you haven't and that would be a good double bill with oppenheimer in a way i'd say <laughs> i mean same <laughs> very same heavy double bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean yeah two world war ii movies so it makes sense yeah yeah but uh um yeah, I uh, that's one I wish I had gone to see in theaters. I'm, I kick myself every time uh, it's brought up uh, that I didn't go and see it. But yeah, Memento and Dunkirk, funny enough, are two Nolan films I haven't seen. I've seen almost really? everything else. Yeah, I think I'm missing those two and then Insomnia. And I think that's okay. it. Yeah, Insomnia is my least favorite. It's Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely check out Memento and Dunkirk both fantastic cool yeah for sure excellent um all right well you can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the no score review show if you haven't uh done your barbenheimer homework and watched the uh barbie review yet uh then that might just be because i haven't released it but this review and the barbie review uh should be coming out if not at the same time then within close proximity to one another uh just want to keep going on that barbenheimer craze uh, so go definitely check that one out. I had high praise for that movie as well. It's a very different movie. It's the complete <laughs> opposite. So just know that. Um, but it, nonetheless, a, a hearty recommendation uh, for that. Uh, in terms of other reviews I have done, I uh, did a review on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, as well as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You can see Cole uh, on that episode as well. I've done some franchise in review videos. Uh, Cole has been on there as well, where we talk about the Indiana Jones franchise and the Mission Impossible franchise, uh, just kind of a retrospective and talk about some of our highlights and lowlights for each of those films. And uh, we've got more uh, summer movie reviews coming down the pipeline as well. Gran Turismo is coming up in August. The new Ninja Turtles movie is also coming up. A couple more horror movies as well. Talk to me and uh, the voyage of the last, the last voyage of the Demeter, uh, coming up as well. So go check those out. Otherwise, you can follow me on Letterboxd as well at No Score Reviews or on all of the other socials at No Score or at No Score Reviews. Um, and I'll give a quick shout out to my uh, gaming channel at No Score Plays. If you like indie game let's play content, chill chill background noise if nothing else uh to put on then definitely go check that out and uh yeah piero cole thank you so much again for joining me on the no score review show thank you all so much for listening and watching and we'll see you on the next review bye-bye